Welcome back to the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Well, hey, y'all ready for this? I am ready for this. This is exciting because we get the awesome Julia here uh, uh, on this episode for a very interesting conversation, but also we have a, an exciting announcement here. We'll get to that here in a moment. But first, the conversation. So I got to thinking the other day, I, I had an experience where, um, I, I, well, I was thinking about this the other day, but this experience happened actually over a year ago, <laughs> where I had found a particular, I would call them an on, online influencer that had a YouTube channel. And their channel, I found their channel, I watched a few videos, I subscribed. I was already aware of this person's name elsewhere because of books they had written and uh, or other efforts they had done online. And so I already knew about this person. I'm not going to name their name just because it, for the sake of this story, you'll understand why. Uh, so I knew of them. But when I found their YouTube channel, my impression of it was, I realized this is, could be you know, slightly, what would it be, biased or convoluted because of my position on YouTube, et cetera, and um, analyzing things and stuff. But my impression of their channel was, well, this is a once was person. They used to be big. They used to know what they were talking about. But now, eh, they don't really know what they're doing. Julia knows who I'm talking about here. And, but, so, and it was because of a few things. I, I saw that they had, so their baseline of views was, oh, it was like 1,500. So on any given video, they'd get about 1,500 views. They'd have an occasional video that would pop off and get lots and lots of views. Uh, but compared to how many subscribers they had, how old the channel was, etc., all of those things made me think, well, maybe they used to know what they're doing, or I guess maybe they have stuff elsewhere. Maybe it's all about their podcast. Maybe it's all about their Instagram. And I got to thinking this, but my perception regardless was on YouTube, they're a has-been. Like they used to be good. They used to know what they were talking about. I get it. There's all sorts of convoluted things going on with that. But it was interesting that without me diving further in, that was my perception. And it got to me thinking more recently about the online presence we have. And sure, we're talking about YouTube here, but wherever we put content online, there is a perception that people have about us. And it's not just about the numbers, it's about the attention to that location, wherever we're appearing online. So I thought it might be an interesting discussion to have to talk about what that looks like or, or uh, how anything you produce online and share publicly affects viewers' perception of you. So I thought we'd have a bit of an open discussion here about what that's looked like and our experiences with it uh, thus far. Yeah. You cool with that? Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So... Uh, I guess I, I started with that example and that it was funny because the continuation of that story was I, so I ended up getting to meet this person and met in person and, you know, talked online, had lunch with them, et cetera. Really awesome person, really cool. And only after talking with them, did I realize they were actually doing, there was a lot more below the surface. There was a lot more things happening and a lot of really cool things, a lot of very successful things. But for some reason, because that one publishing location, it, my perception was, well, I guess that's just what they are. So that brings me to my first question here. Is it better to just 
have something out there. We, we talk in your online presence in general and specifically to YouTube if we want to, but is it better to just quote unquote have something out there or to wait until what you publish is excellent or what you share is excellent? What do you think? Um, in my opinion, it depends on how long you've been doing it. I'd say if you're in the beginning, then having something out there is more important to grow your confidence and grow the habit. Mm-hmm. But if you have previously put things out there that you believe are excellent on that same platform, I would try to maintain that excellence. And not drop it. Yeah. For sure. Oh, and I, I like that you bring that up about the amount of time. So so d- diving deeper into what you're saying there, how long have you been doing it? Does it matter your audience perception of how long you've been doing something? Mm, that's a good question. Because I, I can answer this yeah. too. I, I mean, I'm, it's Go an open it. discussion here. Uh, I think it does. If it's one of the things that I see happening where people start off, they have really good energy for where they are because they're totally authentic with where they are with their YouTube channel. We'll just use that as an example. They say, that's when you see them making videos like how I grew to you know, 50,000 subscribers in six months and, oh, how much YouTube paid me for a thousand or, or a, a mil, my million view video, like a lot of those, so you'll see those on YouTube and they'll get attention. Uh, I just use those examples because they're kind of more in the space that I've been on, on YouTube, but mm-hmm. we'll start off and we'll be super authentic. Like, oh my goodness, I'm starting a YouTube channel. I can't believe, ah, I'm doing carpentry. Look at this. I, do I know how to record a video? Uh, you know, all of these silly things and, and they're almost endearing to the audience mm-hmm. and they like that. But then what happens when we move beyond that? If our if our primary appeal for the audience was that transparency of I'm a noob or I'm a beginner and then we're not a beginner anymore, mm-hmm. what then, right? Um, so that's one way I've seen it. Did you have thoughts on that? No. Oh. Um, so that's one way I've seen it. I, I also realized that it, if you try to project an amount of experience, but you don't have the proof to back it up, then that is almost counterproductive. Uh-huh. It's kind of the old, I'm say old fashioned, the, a lot of, I, I didn't personally take any of these classes, but my perception is a while ago, maybe 30 or so years ago, there were a lot of classes teaching you how to introduce yourself and I'm going to say, and, and sound like you know what you're talking about. And so I'll see often people will get onto YouTube and they'll introduce myself like, hey, I've been doing this for 20 years. You know, I've, I've got four published books in their books you've never heard of. I've been, appeared on 105 different podcasts. Yeah. And the thing is, that matter, I found that to matter a lot less than people think when they're getting this, this perceived expertise. It's much better to just show it or say a s- single statement. When I was on this podcast, doesn't even matter if they know what it is. It was the fact that you were on a podcast. If I mean bonus points if they when I was on this TV show, if they know what it is, then bonus points, right? But the perceived duration or or, or authoritativeness, I, I guess duration doesn't matter as much as it used to. Like how long you've been right. on something. You have to think of the barrier to entry. Time is something anyone can do. They can sit in an industry for forever and not excel with with online ebooks and stuff, basically anyone can write a book. It, it doesn't mean you had it Absolutely. published by a real the publisher. The classic, and I'm sorry if I offend anybody here, the classic uh, Amazon bestseller. 
<laughs> do you know how easy it is to be an Amazon bestseller? Let's just say I have a friend that's mm-hmm. an Amazon bestseller in some like obscure category. There's almost the niche would be uh, the exact niche of the book. And he was the bestseller in that category on Amazon. <laughs> it was so <laughs> funny to me. Yeah, number one Amazon bestseller. Yeah, like, anyway, I apologize. Like I said, if I offend anyone with that, <laughs> it's just funny. Exactly your point there. Credentials don't matter as much as they used to, at least on YouTube, I'm going to say it. Mm-hmm. So uh, credentials, experience, and it's true. You could be doing something for 20 years and not have anything, quote unquote, anything to show for it and try to get on there and say, I've been doing this for 20 years. In most cases, people are thinking, okay, but, but what did you, like, what are the results? Like, what right. did you do? Can you show me what you did? Not just tell me about it. Can you show me about it? So that's one thing. So back to this question of, is it better to just have something out there or to wait until what you share online is excellent or it's doing well? Any additional thoughts on that? The biggest thought I'm having right now is don't worry so much about how you appear online. Worry about gaining that expertise offline by practicing your industry, doing experiments, that research. We always talk about original research. Yeah. But then share what you're doing online in a natural way. Yes, and I would agree. I think that's really well said. D- just do what you're doing already and then just share it online. Um, because the I, I'm looking at my notes here and the very next thing is, it's a dangerous space. I wrote this down. It is a dangerous space close to perfectionism. Because I almost got on this episode and said, and you would think based on the story I said there at the beginning about this individual that was publishing and I saw their channel and I thought, well, they are there once was, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not doing that great. I almost said that whatever you publish online, you need to do it well or just don't do it at all. That's one way of looking at this. It's one way to say, well, hey, if you're going to be on a platform, if you're going to have an Instagram, I'm as guilty on this as any, we were talking about this beforehand. I do hardly anything on Instagram. Should I do more? Potentially, yes. Uh, But the, if you're going to do something, make sure you do it well. And if you don't, then just if, if you don't have the capacity to focus on what you are creating, then maybe don't do it at all. Um, so I want to be open to that. However, the flip side of the coin here is what I was just saying. There's a dangerous space. It's close to perfectionism. If you're thinking about publishing a video and you're thinking, I don't know if this is good enough to get this video out there, uh, like to publish this video, it can be tricky. It can be really tricky. Uh, Because as you get, as your channel grows, you'll be in a space where you're better able to judge what's good or not, except the funny thing is your standards go up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The standard of what is good or not, when you don't realize two years ago, that video that you think is garbage today would actually have been a banger, like would have been an awesome video and potentially would have grown your channel really well. But because of the expectation you built up thus far, it's higher, right? And I think it was Jimmy Donaldson, Mr. Beast, I've... I've heard him say once, if you don't feel like your video six months ago was total trash, you're not progressing quick enough. Uh, So that's another perspective to look at it. Right. Yeah. Another way I would look at this is, so a while back, Julia doesn't know this, but a while back, I got training from Lord Boris Roberts of Buckingham Palace uh, in etiquette, et cetera. It was part of an accelerated ambassador program thing I was part of. And it was, it was pretty cool. But he always, I kid you not, he always wore a tuxedo. And every class, it was like the 
in-depth thing on on how to have etiquette, etc. Wow. Do I always abide by it? No, I don't. <laughs> but I've had the training. But one of the things he said almost every time we met was, and this is I'm quoting, first time, on time, every time. And essentially meaning only the best is good enough. And so he one of his jobs was to train the waiters, et cetera, in Buckingham Palace. And he did various VIP events and that kind of thing. And so he often repeated that. And he gave examples of he would be, if he's at a party and the, the waiters had the, the glasses for the wine, mm-hmm. he would look at it you know, on, in front of the lights. He'd lift it up and look at it in front of the light. And if there was the slightest blemish on it, it wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And so they had to go back and polish again. And so that was his example. Only the best was good enough. So whenever he did something, the mantra was first time, what did I, what did I say? Do it right the first time, on time, every time. That was his mantra. Does that sound difficult to anyone? <laughs> Certainly sounds difficult to me. And a concern right off the bat is, well, what if I'm human and what if I'm learning something new? Mm-hmm. Am I expected somehow to get this video type perfectly the first time? And do it on time every single time, even though I've never done it before. Does that even seem reasonable? Right. That's a really interesting story you told. And I think what stands out is there's probably more subjectivity to it than I know because I'm not in the industry. But if you're a waiter, then you know that you don't want blemishes on the dinnerware. You know, I mean, it seems like the framework would be a little bit more straightforward. Mm-hmm. And then things like when we're coming with YouTube ideas, it's so subjective. At some point, you cannot know which idea is better or if you have arrived at the perfect title or not. I I don't even think it's possible in the same way that it would be possible to be a perfect waiter at Buckingham Palace. <laughs> yeah, see, it's almost more like if you go to one of those restaurants that uh, I wouldn't know, I've never been to one, but restaurants where it's whatever the chef is making, mm-hmm. right? That It's on the house, it's whatever they're making. And so there's an artistic amount in yes. there, right? Which is kind of what, what correct me if I'm oh, wrong absolutely. here, the kind of the point you're making here with with YouTube, there's there's a certain point where it's you, it's not just form, it's not just perfect dinnerware every mm-hmm. single time, it's creativity. It's I'm creating something new here. This has maybe never been done before, but I know some aspects of it. I know if I serve it on this dish, then it will look better. Mm-hmm. You know, if I, I know if I wear white gloves when I'm serving it, I won't get smudges on the dinnerware, that type of thing. You can pick up on those things, but the artistry itself can be totally new. Is Absolutely. that kind of what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would agree. Also, I think there is a scale here that we don't necessarily think about because the reality is if I'm going to publish something online and if I were to take this mantra of first time, on time, every time, I would never try anything new. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't <laughs> because I don't know if I'm nailing it or not. If, if that was, if it was a static way of looking at it, which actually there's a book coming to mind here that seems very applicable, uh, The Mindset by Carol S. Dweck. Have you mm, read that? I have book? not. No. No. Okay. I'm going to highly recommend it for anyone here um, who's listening to this. So, it, the, the concept is there's two two ways of thinking in life. There's a fixed mindset or a growth mindset. Fixed mindset is essentially that whatever whatever um, characteristics you have are static, and it's a, you're either a smart person, you're not a smart person. You're either good at sports or you're not good at sports. Uh, and growth mindset, as you can imagine, based on the description of the other one, is 
you're fluid, you're dynamic, you can change. And labels don't make sense. Oh, I'm so smart because I know what, you know, 10 plus 10 is. Like that doesn't make sense versus I put into practice the skill set of solving a problem. Mm-hmm. It's a very different way of looking at yeah, things. Absolutely. And so I think there's two ways to look at this excellence online, like your online brand presence, either the static way, and this would be first time on time, every time where you say either I'm, it's the best or I'm not going to do it at all. That's fairly static. But what if there was a scale of the best right now, like the best I can do right now, and then next week I'm going to be able to do better? What if it was something like that? And that's a bit of a hybrid of, excellence or whatever you publish online being good combined with this growth, uh, this um, growth mindset of I'm not going to know everything right. at once. And I think there are aspects to that the longer I think about it um, that you could apply if you wanted to. We've talked about this in previous weeks that a publishing schedule doesn't have to be super rigid. But if you did want to say I always publish Tuesdays at 6 a.m. or whatever it may be, that wouldn't be a bad goal to just say, I am going to publish at this time. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we've talked more about the rules and we're more. Yeah, that's a great conversation, by the way. If you, if you haven't yet yeah. listened to that episode, I'll go back. It's a couple more bef- before this one. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So no hard and fast rules there either. But if you wanted to, you could have the on time aspect of that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, I agree. And the other thing I'd say there is, whatever you set as your, so so with this scaling amount, a Michelin, you know, three-star restaurant might have different standards than Denny's on the corner. And what's excellent for Denny's might be different than this Michelin restaurant. Now you could sit, you could say, you could argue, well, the Michelin is definitively better, except is it really? Is it really for every audience? I don't think that it is. Yes. And... What's excellent for a Mr. Beast audience might not be excellent. In fact, I know it's not for another audience. Right. Um, 100%. And so excellence, is it's different in different areas based on audience expectations, but also it, it does come in tears. Like if you were, what was excellent a year ago might be bog water today. <laughs> it might be awful today. And that's okay. That means you grew as a person. And so that's just fine. So it looks like right now defining how I look at this is saying, well, what is excellent right now? Like, what do we want it to be right now? And then going for that and then, you know, progressing with that excellence so that I don't know if technically, but figuratively, this first time on time, every time can be applicable at any point during the journey. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So that's how I'd be looking at it. The other thing is whatever you decide for these standards of excellence for what you're publishing online, you need to be able to back it up whatever you decide it is and actually do it. Um, because if, if it's, you know, the feeling, it's just a bad feeling when you feel like you're just half hashing it all the time. Right. Like, oh, that video was lame. Like, but I got it done. But I got it done. Mm-hmm. If you feel like that happens a lot, you need to, you need to dial back something. We already talked about this mm-hmm. uh, in another episode, but that's one thing you need to be able to back up whatever you decide you're going to do. And then the other thing is you need to be able to afford it. <laughs> Like if it costs a certain amount, like it, and money wise, but also effort wise. And I guess that's another way of saying you need to be able to back it up, but it is important to know that you can, that you can do that. Right. And maybe asking yourself, is this, is this feasible long-term or even semi-long-term with the amount of effort 
you, you know, had the energy for 30 hours into a video one week, well, will you have that every week? <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Uh, which is why we've talked about this previously. Set what you can do, like with your publishing schedule, for example, and then dial it back a little bit. If you say, yeah, I can publish you know, one video every uh, seven days, maybe say, I'm going to go for one every 10 days, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, just give yourself some space, a little space to mess up and to try things and experiment with things. I'm speaking as much to myself here as, as anyone listening to this uh, because know the pressure of needing to publish something and then feeling like you don't have the capability to try new things. Mm. And the trying it's the trying the new things that allows you to up-level and experiment and see, is that a direction I want to go? Is that a new level of excellence that I want versus not? Is it worth the, the cost of producing that versus not? You never know if you don't try it. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, so back to, circling back to this, the original story I had with this, this person that their YouTube channel, my perception of it was such. The reality is you can't directly control your audience perception of who you are online and your online brand, but you can do your best to share, to make it what you want it to be. You could call that putting your best foot forward, but it's more, what is my online band, my online brand and being strategic with, if you do have, if you're only doing a YouTube channel right now, great. Do that YouTube channel and make that your primary focus. You can still create the other social platforms just so you reserve the name (laughs) Mm -hmm. if you want to uh, for your brand, but then you don't necessarily have to do those other things as well. Right. Cool. Anything else to to add on that? No. All right. Well, we have an exciting announcement here that I, I alluded to here at the beginning. I am proverbially passing the baton to Julia here who will now be your new host of the Project 24 YouTube podcast. Uh, now, hold on here. Here is why I am so excited about this. One, and I mean this genuinely, I think Julia will do a better job at hosting this podcast than I ever could. Here's why. Here's, here's why. And I'm not just saying this here. Um, because what I've been seeing Julia do with here at the Income School team has been amazing. So the ability to pull together information and ask the best questions, she's way better at that than I am. And so uh, what what to expect going forward? So for one, Julia is going to be on every podcast episode. You're going to be you're going to be hosting it. However, you it's that doesn't mean I say and say Anara, you know, <laughs> goodbye. I'm gone forever. No, I'm I'm going to keep appearing at, all the time on the the podcast, and it's just going to change hands in the hosting of of who's the primary voice, who's hosting, who's asking the questions, that type of thing. The topics are all going to be juicy YouTube topics. And we're going to be bringing up uh, questions from you in the community, as well as just trends, things that we're seeing on YouTube. Uh, But now Julia is going to be able to, I'm excited for this because she's going to be able to pull in several new dynamics and new team members uh, into the conversation that I hadn't been doing previously. So it's going to be a definite upgrade uh, to what was happening before. I'm super excited for that. That's kind. Thank you. I'm hey. really excited. Well, you're welcome. This is going to be great. So I uh, just want to announce that for you so that the very next time you hear us on here, it is officially, it's going to be Julia. She is the host, hostess. What's the correct way to say it now? Hostess? I don't even know. Now. Um, so, so that's officially happening. We're super excited for it. And we'll see you next time.
Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.